Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Third Shift. This is episode 28. I'm your host, Matt. With me, as always, is my boy, Eric. Eric, how's this week been treating you, man? Well, Matt, how's that warm fire, buddy? Ah, oh, sitting by a warm fire, you know. Fire noises. Got them trees blowing in the wind. We're camping this week in honor of the release of a wonderful new addition to the Battleborn Ops missions, Montana versus the Demon Bear. I figured we'd sit around this campfire and we'd tell our tales and our stories via the tall tale method. Are you sure this isn't a garbage can fire and we're eating out of cans of beans <laughs> with our fingerless gloves on? Yes. Matt, we're living in a dream world. <laughs> I choose to believe. I could imagine that I'm on a crazy different planet with a giant lumberjack and I'm eating my beans in my hobo alley. I have a home to go back to. <laughs> oh, God. Doing well. This week, pretty dang great. You know, got to play Oscar Mike a whole bunch. Enjoying that. Felt like I had explored everything except for, as we've discussed, we haven't because we haven't found the Borderlands Easter eggs. We haven't found this Mm -hmm. test tube with the old character in it. So I feel incomplete. I feel like we need to do more time inside Oscar Mike. (laughs) That was really terrible. Yes, that was awesome. But also, we haven't yes. found everything in Toby's friendship raid either. Oh. So we got to go spend more time there. We got to spend more time in Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion. We got to devote our lives to the Borderlands Three Easter Egg. Well, speaking of devoting our lives to that, Matt, I was thinking in the future what we mm-hmm. need to do is we need to start compiling information we find for the masses, mm-hmm. like on our web page or something. Uh-huh. And that way people can come tell us their juicy secrets, and then we can more easily find these items so we're not searching aimlessly like fools for the rest of eternity. <laughs> so what you mean is we'll post up a screenshot and be like, is this a thing? And then everyone will jump in and go, no, idiots, that's something else. Nope, Here's don't care, is. I like it. <laughs> it still gets rid of some of the process for me, dang it. Uh, so behind the scenes, Jones, we were playing through... Oscar Mike at the battle school on Saturday, having some beers, having a great time. We're like, what is this door? Why is this door closed? There's UPR logo on the floor, and it's half covered by this door. What is this? Maybe I should tweet this out. Then our next run through, we run through, oh, it's a door that opens to ops points every time. As long as you run straight to it instead of standing there like an idiot looking at General Mike while the... The story plays out. Well, I mean, that is standard operating procedure, it though. It really is. Even if we aren't just staring at General Mike or the wall or the ceiling or the floor, you stand there and listen to the story. That's what you're supposed to do. But that's the whole reason they designed it. Why would I want to go spawn the room and then cut off the story? Because they go, oh, hey, you found a Ronin bot. Might, might as well kill him in midair with a melee attack. Precisely. So, thankfully, we didn't tweet that out and look like idiots. Because we found it ourselves 10 seconds later. And not only mm-hmm. would we have looked like the idiots in that regard, but of course Mental Mars already posted the entire How to Get 100 Ops points, which would prove that we didn't actually watch this video this time around. No, we didn't. And so if we'd have done that in the first place, like we should have, we wouldn't even had any of that conversation <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> oh, Lost in the Sauce Jones. That's, that's what that that's is. That's all right. That's how we roll sometimes. I still, I'll still, i blame it on mm. January and tax in. 
I'm just now coming there back to normalcy. Speaking of normalcy, this week has been a normal week. It's been great. Getting back to the game and doing some Final Fantasy 15, playing some Battleborn. I've been itching to do some Borderlands again, and I know we're gonna yeah. because uh, guess what? Valentine's Day is coming up, so we got to go see what Mad Moxie's got in store for us. That's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beyond that, family life, everything's about the usual. What about you, man? That's yeah, been a pretty normal week for me, as far as you know, family time. Just uh, this past weekend. Uh, museum over in Flint had a, uh, they opened up a Titanic ex- exhibition and mom's super into Titanic stuff. So went out there, walked through it, you know, nice exhibition, you know, artifacts pulled up from the deep stories of the dead, you know, all that good stuff. It was pretty fun. Other than that, gaming wise, I picked up Yakuza zero and that, oh man, anytime I haven't been playing Battleborn, I've been in Yakuza cause that combines three of my favorite things. One quirky Japanese crap because that game's full of that. Two, the 80s, because it's set in like 88. And three, running through the streets, beating up thugs like a Japanese Batman. That, oh, the fighting in that game is so satisfying. Oh, here's some here's some Yakuza I found in the street. Here's some, you know, drunk idiots. Let me grab this motorcycle and just beat them half to death with it. Awesome. So good. Love it. Terrible. Terrible. No, no, it's awesome. No. I can't agree. <laughs> and, as you, and as you're beating them down, this like money is spewing out. I mean, it's like River City Ransom. Yeah, it's like River City Ram- R- Ransom. <laughs> River City <Yeah>. Ransom, correct. <laughs> River City. Well, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> it, it, it's getting crossed in my head with Retro City Rampage because mm-hmm. I'm like, it wasn't River City Rampage. River City Ransom, where you beat them up and a quarter flies That's out. That's right. Now you beat them up and all this yen and you know all these changes. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh, so now fun. you got me missing River City Ransom. What are you talking about? Now that's a good game. See, there you go. Going to the spa, you hey. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. God dang. <laughs> Missed that game. So that was it for us this week. Of course, what we always do every week is our Talented Tuesday art competition. This week's subject was Montana. You you took the demon bear in a whole new direction that I'm guessing we're probably not going to see no, in we the are. game. That's an alternate ending, I promise guaranteed <laughs> varnell saw that and he went how'd he guess oh that's a super secret ending right there so once you once you find the borderlands 3 easter egg it unlocks that ending <laughs> no, is what no that is the borderlands 3 secret <laughs> you're gonna come upon a oh, camp instead of a demon bear of, he's like a giant yes, scav or a rack hive right? yes and then you're gonna see him all in chunks around the campfire dead as dead can be and in blood <laughs> you're gonna see a message while the scab tries to kill you or something it's gonna be great can't wait. Awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where my motivation came from. I, I only had one idea for this one. I was like, what is Montana? Hmm, giant lumberjack. What other giant lumberjack do we know? Oh, of course, Paul Bunyan. And then I was writing it, you know, drawing it, and I, t- yeah, I put it in our Facebook group, our little private Facebook group, and I went, hmm, do people like in L.A. and New York and all these metropolitan areas even know who Paul Bunyan is, or is that more like a Midwest American folklore thing. Uh, and I went, well, if they don't, then... Oh, well. Matt drew a picture of a blue bull. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it because just last week I was mentioning something about Pecos Bill as you were trying to lasso the stars from the sky. And there's kind of like this dead look across the Skype feed. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe that... I mean, that is basically a Texas mm-hmm. thing. Or more South Texas, you know, Southwest. Yeah, thing. I don't get that one at all. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, so so if anybody doesn't know Paul Bunyan, hey, read up on some American folklore. That's kind of weird, though, but I, you might be right. I mean, 
Maybe that is something only we around here, these parts, know about Paul Bunyan. Because I feel like I knew it from, you know, long ago when I was a kid, but my parents were raised in Michigan, so maybe that had a hold of it, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like seems more like, like a Midwest slash Great Plains kind of, you know, logging industry area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up with it, so oh. I don't really, never crossed my mind yeah. that other parts of the United States wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, hey, everyone out there, here's a question. Do you know about Paul Bunyan? If so, where the hell are you, and how did you know about it? <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. I would like to see that. Oh, I could put up a Twitter poll. Once I figure out how to put up a Twitter poll, do you know Paul Bunyan? Yes, no. There you go. And then, if if so, where are you from? Precisely. I like that. Danny, put up a Twitter poll. <laughs> figure out a Twitter poll, how to do that. Science. <laughs> We're soulless scientists when you need them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, Sean puts up polls too. True, we can ask Sean him. does know. Yeah, you're right. I've answered a couple of those. But yeah, that was Talented Tuesday for this week. We didn't mention Danny's because whatever. She's she's better than us. Yeah, doesn't matter. I don't got it. We don't got to prop her up. She doesn't need it. You know. <laughs> that's what that's what everybody on Instagram does. exactly. And speaking of Instagram, you can check out the full versions of our Talented Tuesday artwork on Instagram. Hit up the Twitter for the preview versions. Oh, I reversed it this time. Ooh, Bam. Look at that. And then, and then who's next week? It's your pick. Oh, God. Put me on the spot. You put me on the right. spot. So I'm going to sing a song and stall and stall and stall and stall and stall. It's the Stalin song. Not com- not to be confused with the Stalin song. <laughs> no, we're not. It's about uh, glorious, glorious Soviet leader Stalin. <laughs> and it's song. Dun, 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 dun. We're going to do Thorn. Boom. Okay. I got a couple ideas for her already, so it sounds like a good one. I don't think I have any ideas, but I'll come up with something. Yeah, as you usual. better. Because well, I mean, the audience would be disappointed I, I will. if I don't see something from Matt next week. You know what? I'm going to work Pecos Bill into it, too. Just you oh watch. Oh, my God. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so what the hell's going on at Gearbox this week, Matt? Uh, hmm. Demon Bear launched. Yep. Demon Bear uh, launched as we're talking. Well, a couple hours ago, but you know. Borderlands 3, anything going on? Mm, sadly not, no. Nope. Okay. Homeworld? Nothing I've heard of. All right. Uh, Duke Nukem? Nope, but still pre-order your Bulletstorm so you can play as Duke Nukem. Heck yeah. We'll see what else we got. Hmm. Brothers in Arms? Nope. Sadly not. Nothing. All right. So we're down at uh, good old Battleborn? Well, we already mentioned. One, mm-hmm. Demon Bear launched. But two, they had the Helix Gamers League Battleborn tournament last week. Want to congratulate friend of the show, Joe Zoes. I hear his team came in second place in, I think it's the Xbox One that he plays on, in that tournament. So congrats to him for any more info. Hit up the Helix Gamers League website, Twitter, all that good stuff. I'm sure you'll find it there. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, uh, I know Joe Zoe's bought himself a PS4, so we got to make sure we avoid playing with him because he's too good. <laughs> if he's winning tournaments, we just can't. We just can't. It's not possible. We have to go into like quick match or something, just a loose skill based matchmaking. There you go, and we'll never see him. It'll yeah, be great. Don't match us up against <laughs> pros because we no no dead. Oh, goodness. Well, beyond uh, the Helix tournament there, it looks like we got the old battle plan and want to run through that, of course. And we've already told you about the new this week, which is uh, Montana versus the Demon Bear. Yep. So rolling on into the hot fixes, got a whole bunch this week. 
First up, my boy Pendles. I've been playing a ton of them lately. They are reducing the slow on his injection from 4 seconds to 2, and the extended slow on his potent venom augment from 2 seconds down to 1. Now, obviously, as a big Pendles player lately, makes me sad, but it did seem a little bit excessive sometimes because I'd run up on a Montana, hit him with a slow with an extended slow on top of it, and he could never get away from me, no matter what he did, like at all, ever, and he'd be dead, which was great for me, and I loved it. So a little sad, but I feel like this needed to happen. I am in agreement. Um, I've been playing a ton of Alani lately, and I think Pendles has been probably my worst enemy. Every time I turn around, he seems to be right there doing that slow and just screwing around. And sure, I can mm. heal myself through a ton of it and generally get away, but he completely ruins everything I'm trying to do and makes my life miserable. And sometimes, if he's really going for town, he'll just stick to me the entire way back, all the way back to a sentry or wherever I'm doing, and sometimes he even kills me, and it's it's frustrating. I was going to so, say, especially as, a, as an Alani, when you have to prep up your osmosis stacks and your Riptide is on a super long cooldown anyway... So any healing you have to do to yourself or to push somebody away really screws over your team, really screws over your plans, all that good stuff. I know what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, and then you got to hope that your geyser lands, you know, try to trick them into running into it. But mm-hmm. if you're decent at what you're doing, you're not going to fall for that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. So he's been he's been bugging me. I, you know, I wasn't going to complain really about it beyond just being funny or goofy. Right, but. I am glad it happened. He did need a little bit of a nerf. Not yeah. much, but and I think that's precisely what he got, so good place. Moving on, we got our girl Melka. I knew they would adjust her venom a, a little bit, but this is another one of those changes where they changed it, but they didn't really change it. So what they said is they're upping her venom duration from 4 seconds to 8 seconds, but the tick of damage it does that was coming every half second now comes every full second. So it's doing the same amount of ticks in a different time frame. This is exactly when they reduced the duration but up the damage of it. So I think they're kind of finding a good good duration on the Venom. I think they'll probably still tick up the damage just a little bit more in their next tweak for her. But another change that re- didn't really do anything. But it did, but mm-hmm. it didn't. Well, there seemed to be a lot of confusion on the forums about this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of individuals going back and forth, some saying uh, it wasn't a big deal, some saying it was a huge deal. Uh, some people were saying they're going to quit playing the game because they did this and they nerfed her. And I just, I just rolled my eyes. Nobody could see it, but I just rolled my <laughs> eyes really hard. Like you said, if you just read it, you didn't lose anything. Yeah. All they did was change the amount of time it takes for that damage to go. Mm-hmm. So it didn't change anything, unless yeah. somebody has an ability to take a uh, dot or whatever off of you. Right. In which instance, yes, it does affect you, but but nobody picks those. Nobody anyway. picks those anyway. Exactly. <laughs> nobody. Maybe some coordinated teams and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but in quick yeah. plays and all that, yeah, you're not going to see that ever. Yeah. So nothing was done in that regard, and mm-hmm. it was just like I didn't understand why there was such a huge. Uh, commotion about you know the her being nerfed and this problems and everything. Of course, I wasn't gonna chime in because you know I have no stake in the game when it comes to Melka. So yeah. I, if everybody wants to go nuts about it, that's that's more than <laughs> they're more than welcome to. So yeah, she got a couple buffs in addition to this m- one minor tweak. They increased the health regen for her adrenaline rush from seven HP per second up to fourteen HP per second. Still not a big 
change, not a whole bunch of numbers there. Maybe you'll see this a little bit more than with the 7. And then they also increased her pistol damage, her base attack damage, up 12%. I think it went from like 24 to 27. So mm-hmm. she can poke at you with a slightly larger bee sting, maybe like a wasp sting instead of a bee sting. Well, you know, I know you joked that neither one of those is too big of a deal, but I can tell you 7 to 14 is actually not that shabby. It's a much bigger difference than what you, you know, when you look at the number, it doesn't seem like it. But when you look at an actual health pool and when that sucker's ticking, mm-hmm. I mean, that is more than definitely a, a minor in, increase. I think it's a pretty nice buff. I think I just haven't played her enough to know how long that adrenaline rush lasts. Because if it's like five seconds, you're getting 50-some health. Mm-hmm. You know, not a huge difference, but, you know, it is it is something else. Hey, might be one extra hit. Yeah. One extra hit. You know, as we've discussed with so many of these buffs and nerves, mm. seems like they're just adding and tweaking one extra hit, one extra, you know, second of survival, basically. Mm. And they're the ones with all the metrics, so they know. Oh, yeah. They said they watch it and pay attention, so they would know far more than I would know. Now, moving on to our girl Beatrix. Got a whole bunch of nerfs on this one. I'll kind of buzz through some of them real quick because I think a lot of them fall under the survivability tree for her. Uh, base HP is going down 299. Lifesteal on her bloodshot melee augment that you can get, which hits people with a needle. Lifesteal on that's going from 75% damage down to 50%. Uh, the lifesteal on her leech therapy is going from 40% down to 30%. And the vitality chirality speed buff is going from 50% down to 30%. Again, I think this is just kind of toning her down to do more of a fragile you know, sniper or, you know, debuff character. Just toning down her survivability a bit because I've been playing against a lot of them and they don't go down as fast as like a marquee or somebody like that. Uh, I don't know. I I want to get in and play her some more. I played her a whole bunch when she first popped, mm-hmm. but not so much in the recent, uh, you know, last week or so. But when I was playing her, I remember being squishy as all get out. I remember my abilities being very strong. But I remember, you know, if someone got in my face, man, I was dead in seconds. So I don't know. I'm not. I look at that and I go, well, she needed, she needed, you know, the nerf. We already talked about that last week. Yeah. I was in agreement with that. But the whole the the base health and whatnot, I'm, I'm not sure that was needed. I don't know. I feel a little iffy on that one, even though it's only a 300 health. But still, I think she needed every little ounce she could get when in that regard. So I don't know. The other thing that builds into that is most of the Beatrixes I've been playing against have been on really coordinated teams. So anytime she's taking damage, she's backing up, somebody's jumping in, somebody's hitting me with some other garbage, and she seems to just get away every single time. Even mm-hmm. when I'm playing Arena, I've got it locked on her, I'm hitting her with, you know, my plasma pulses. She stays up way too long. Like I can take an, an Arendi down like nobody's business, but a Beatrix, I was having a lot of trouble with her. So maybe it's just, you know, personal experience, your way, my way. Either way, they know, and they did it, so we'll see if this sticks. One other tiny fix for her, they fixed it a little bit where the duration of her outbreak would last a little bit too long, so just clear that up. I don't want to be sick longer than I have to be, so I, I like it. Good good news. I want people to be sick longer than they need to be. That, that makes me happy, Matt. Now, what about Meltdown Finale? They changed a bunch of stuff in there, right, Eric? They sure did, Matt. Holy mackerels. They increased the experience gained by killing minions by about 50%. Holy bajosis. They increased the advantage threshold from 30 to 50 points. That's freaking nuts. Holy cow. I know. 
And then lastly, they decreased MX Ultrabot base health approximately 30% from 6,300 to 4,500 at level 0. Now, we've only gotten to do a couple meltdowns. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty dang cool. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I mm. can't speak to it because we did what? Two? One? I think we did two. We won one very and handily one. and lost another one also very handily. Yeah. Oh, yes. You're right, because I was very frustrated with that one we lost. Yes. Yes. I remember that. So I don't have any good experience to really state whether this was needed or justified mm. in any way. I feel like the Ultrabot health going down is probably a good thing because anytime we saw one, it steamrolled through us. It just didn't pay any attention. It just ran right through. Unless the wave was there. And anytime we had one, it just blasted straight through. Like nobody could even touch it, basically. So, but like you said, I haven't played enough to really, really, really know. But I feel like at least the Ultrabot health decrease was probably needed. Pro- probably in like extra quotes, because I don't know. And on a general basis, I would also state that the experience gained by killing minions boost was needed. Yeah. Because. Just like in Capture, Meltdown seems to be an area where you never get all your skills up. Because unlike Incursion, yeah, they have the shards and whatnot for you to go grab. You don't have time. Yeah. I mean, in every match I'm in, if I'm not there fighting to keep my bots moving and those bots from coming in my you know, my little min wreck, I'm, it's over. We lose. I don't have time to go running off to the side or going back. or I don't even have time when I'm respawning. To go pick one up from the side. If I'm not coming straight back, you die. And then we're playing that whole see- seesaw effect going where, oh, you're dead, I run in, I die. Oh, you come in, oh, you die. And then back and forth we go. Yeah, I think for me the only time I actually go and get shards, even after I've respawned, I mean, like the big shards, not just the shards on the way, is when we their grinders have already moved and our point total is like three. I'm like, oh, well, might as well at least get the shards and try and get some gear up and try and do something. But otherwise, like you said, it seems like not a waste of time, but you spend too much time doing it if you go back to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is that downtime, but, you know, after both waves are dead. But usually at that point, there's like a galt in your face or an SNA that's trying to pull you. So you end up in that little brawl in the middle, that little kind of pointless brawl that damages everybody, and then there's waves again. So you have to clear the wave because you can't let them, you know. I feel like there's no organic break to go back and get shards. It's just... If you're somehow super lucky and kill everything, then you have plenty of time. But we're never those guys. No, we generally aren't. So that pretty much wraps up our current thoughts on Meltdown Finale, which you can find in the Quick Match queue. They said, Quick Match is unchanged. Bots Battle is sticking around. Old man frown on my face. But they said they're looking into maybe doing some adjustments to it in the future. Hopefully, like, actually making the bots hard to beat like an actual forest. Matt, Uh, that's for sure what it is. Okay, listen. Varnell said, we heard some great feedback. Well, actually, it was probably Joe, because Joe writes these things. So, yeah. sorry, not Varnell. Joe said, hey, we've got, we've heard some awesome feedback from our people. Well, duh. That's me. I was going to say, you heard some awesome feedback from two awesome people <laughs> on the airwaves. <laughs> Bam. Uh, no, we already, you know, we talked about it before, and I've seen it on some forums as well. The same idea was that they need to be harder. So mm-hmm. it's not our idea. It's everybody's idea. and But I said it first. Yeah. We'll claim it, right? Who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna say otherwise? Nobody. 
I was gonna say when they announced it, I said, "Hey, maybe it'll be crazy big, big badass Doombot." So there you I, go. I said it. I said it first. That's right. But Joe did say that he heard us all talk about it, us being the community. Yes. And I, I do foresee us getting some kind of, hey, turn them up to 11 sort of idea going around pretty soon. So I'm pretty stoked about it because as long as they turn that damage way up, I don't mind the challenges and et cetera staying in. Right. But as it stands, they are pretty freaking easy. And uh, basically just for new ki- you know, new, new individuals coming in to learn how to play. It's one of those weird cues... Because even earlier today, you know, right before I had to drive out to meet you guys for lunch, I was like, oh, I want to get a quick game in. I was like, well, I could do Bots Battle because that will be fast. But I felt like like dirty. I was like, hmm, should I? No, no, I'm going to play against humans. But that's just me. That's, you know how I am. Yeah, you're just grumpy. Get over it. I'm old man cranky because I got that shit before Bots Battle came out. Oh, God. You're going to say it's every episode? I mean, is this how we're going to go? I got old man cranky with a bit old man cranky. Oh, jeez. Well, I am old man cranky. That's uh, All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Moving on. To something I'm excited about. Yes, yes. Big Head Rumble. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot that this was going to be happening. Well, I don't think they announced that it was specifically going to happen this week. Okay. I think this was just in the pocket of, here's a bunch of weird stuff we're going to try out soon. Yeah, I think it was maybe just the first one they mentioned. So I kind of just went, okay, that'll be the one they do next. But you're right. I don't think they actually stated it was. so. Anthony did tweet out just yesterday or the day before uh, the porcelain doll Beatrix. Oh, that was amazing. It was pretty freaking nuts, man. Yeah, I loved it. And then I saw Low Lines playing around with a uh, huge... Oh, uh, yeah, the SNA. Yeah, huge-headed SNA. So, uh, you know, you kind of got a hint that it was coming today. Mm -hmm. And... But I'm excited to do that. I know some people are a little upset because, as Joe and everybody else said, that those uh, crits are going to remain. And obviously with the big heads, that means crits are going to be going bananas. Right. But the response was, this mode's meant to be fun and just to have fun. It's not for competition. So enjoy. For God's sakes, just go have fun. Get a marquee and go in there and try to act like you're hiding around a corner, even though your friggin' head is uh, sticking out around that corner, you know, like a giant fat balloon. I think I think rumble is their key word for this is not a serious mode. Chaos rumble, big head rumble. If it's a rumble, you're just supposed to be when it's going to be warfare rumble. When they do that with the double damage and all that, all that jazz, that's this is not a serious mode. Go in, have a goof around, fun time, and don't take it too seriously. And speaking of taking stuff really seriously, they said that Versus Draft is leaving the PC today on Thursday when we're recording this, and then it's leaving consoles on Monday, I guess, to just kind of clean up the queues and not split the, you know, not split the existing player base between four different queues. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're they're probably working on, you know, tweaking that around a little bit. I, I am 100% sure that we'll be back in the coming weeks, but it's going away in either right now or a couple short days. Yeah, they did state that they're going to go ahead and uh, change it up a little bit and bring it back at a later date and time. So that'll be something to look forward to. I only did a couple rounds on it, you know, for my mm. tastes. It was just too slow, as I stated last yeah. time we talked about it. And a quick side note, back on that Big Head Rumble, uh, don't be confused with Chaos Rumble because this one does enforce character uniqueness. Right, right. So just... To clear the air on anybody's, you know, if there's any confusion, this one does not work as Chaos Rumble does. 
But mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying. If it has a rumble in it, it's just for fun. And moving on from changes to cues this week to upcoming cues in the following weeks, they said on the 9th of February, they're going to be dropping solo cue. That's going to be the pick band system and solo only. So if you can't go in there and queue up with your buddy. But they did say that when this queue starts off, everyone's ELO, everyone's skill ranking is going to be at the default or refreshed or however they, you know, however you want to think about it. So if you've been really, really bad in all of your other matches and, you know, you feel like you've gotten better, but maybe you're still not over that ranking hump, this is kind of your fresh go in, prove yourself again. Or if you're really good and now you can maybe get matched up against newbies and just eat them for breakfast. Well, for a little bit, because it sounds like yeah, as you go, right, it's right. going to scale you up. Now, I'm super excited about this, Matt. And as I was reading it, I was sto- I was just flipping out. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Here, they're doing it. And then they weren't doing it. Because then they were like, there's no there's no bronze, no silver, no gold, no platinum. It's, You're not being it's ranked. It's too early for that. It's I know. I know. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. So when I first read that, I went, oh, son of a B.O., and then, of course, they said, hey, and then we're going to add in duos, duo uh, queuing. And mm-hmm. then I went, oh, that's awesome. It's perfect because obviously when me and you get on, we can team up and go in there. Yeah. And, and as a team, we usually do better, you know, well, most of the times anyway. There's been exceptions to that rule. We, we always do better than we can individually, Yes, I, I would say. Unless we've been drinking a lot, and then we're basically individuals anyway, but drunken individuals. I was say, then, then it doesn't matter because yeah. we're we're garbage regardless. Precisely. I was a little saddened, but then I said, Eric, what do they do with all these modes? They test them. They they kind of yep. hey, here's this quirky, strange, cool new thing we're doing, and then they take it away, then they reiterate, and then they bring it back bigger and better. I think this is the test, or not a test, but the first iteration into their actually getting us ranked play mode i mean i i do agree with that because they said you know they had versus draft set up as their like big competitive team-based one and then you have to if you have that kind of queue and you do want it to go ranked you also have to have like a solo queue or duo queue option because you can't have you know teams of five rolling in and stomping five randos who are stuck on a team Even together. if they're good, a, a coordinated team of five is going to beat them every time, which would yeah. screw their ranking up enormously. Exactly. So I feel like all these pieces put together equals them working on finally getting in a legit ranked play mode, which I can't wait for because, you know, Platinum City, here I come. <laughs> yeah, right. The... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Silver City, here I come. <laughs> How about the rules for this uh, this ranked ranked night is you have to play Kelvin all the time. Oh, ranking down the toilet. No, see, oh, and no. Here's, here's a quick crybaby moment in case we haven't already crybabied about this before. I hope okay. they take a page out of some of the other ones who, uh, you want you rank, you can't go under. So if you <laughs> make it to silver, you can't fall back into bronze. So once you play 10,000 Alani matches and get yourself up to silver, you can screw I around can as screw, Kelvin yes. and just be complete trash. And, and that's a- just it. That is actually, your, you hit it right on the head. Because uh-huh. if I go into ranked, I mean, I'm I'm pretty competitive. I'm not crazy competitive. But yeah. if I go into ranked and I'm actually trying and I make it to silver, gold, you know, wherever I fall in it, I want to stay there. That's where I'd like to end that season at. And so guess what? Hey, Eric, why don't you just play something else, man? Let's have fun. Nope. Mm-mm. Not having fun. 
<laughs> I don't think we would queue up in a ranked match and go, and that's I'm true just playing too. random. I'm going to be bowler today. No, that's, that's you and I are both smarter than Borderlands that. Borderlands Nights, we, we would obviously ranking. go do something else. I get it. Yeah. But still, it's, I don't know, I just like the idea of being a, you know, a little, care, not carefree, but I just don't like that pressure where, oh, if I make one right. wrong move today, I'm going to be bronze again. You know, that's just, mm. oh, that saddens my heart. I don't want that to happen. So, or, or you see the team getting selected, and you're like, "Oh well, I don't know how well these this this group is going to do. Mm-hmm. We don't have a really good tank, etc. I better just be my best character and only play that character all the time." Eh, yeah, I get what you're saying. But we'll see if it even gets to that. You know, this could all be. Mm-hmm. It's you know, we're kind of jumped into conjecture a little bit, but that's all yeah, right. A little bit. Dialing right back down to what they did say, they said that uh, that solo duo queue is going to come on. Uh, February 14th, so Valentine's Day. Jump in there with your sweetie. Eric, jump in there with me. Oh, I will, Matt. You know that. <laughs> they said that that will run from that date until Monday. So it'll be a nice, you know, about half week, a little over a half week for that. And they said in the future, they do want to start scheduling out, like, solo queue days and versus draft days. They said solo queue, they're looking at having, like, as a Wednesday queue. I don't know if that means, like, from Wednesday to Friday or, or whatever, or just Wednesday. And then talking about versus draft being on Saturday slash the weekend. So having like kind of almost like, you know, raid days or serious competitive days. Here are the days those big queues are open and then they're closed and you can go back to quick match, casual matches. Other than that, I like the, I like the idea. I like the idea, but on a one day basis, I don't, you know, because say it's like Wednesday only. Well, what if I can't play Wednesdays? You know, what if that's. What if that's date night with my wife or something, you know? That's impossible. Right now, you and I can't duo on a Wednesday night unless you stay up for one super late match, and then that's all we get. Yeah, one, two tops, and then I'd be crashed the next day. But Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I hope it's more than just one day, but I definitely like the idea of it being, okay, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays are competition nights, you know, and, mm. and bam, that's what it is. And then the rest of the week, hey, relax, have fun. Don't you know? Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it or practice. You know, for the next week. So yeah, for you super competitive types, you can have your these are my battleborn days. I play solo queue this day. I play versus draft with my buddies on these days. And after that, I go and I play Titanfall or I play Witcher or I read a book or I go see a movie or I don't you know, I don't have to plan out to be on every single day trying to get my rank up all the time. You know. Yeah. I, I appreciate that as a guy who doesn't want to play the same game all the time. Now, moving on to the community spotlight, this one was really cool. I don't know if people have been seeing all the tweets and all the, I'm sure it was all on the Oh, it was all over the place. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. But this was really cool. At PAX South, user called Rolling Ewok, I think that's her name on Twitter, but I know that's definitely her name on the forums, did a really awesome Khalees cosplay, did the whole Battle Throne stuff. It was was really cool. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy bejozos, man. Makes me wish I could be creative. You know, just get in there and do something that awesome, but mm-hmm. I can't draw stick figures right, let alone build these entire freaking entities and cosplays. I mean, like, oh my gosh, man. The time and work involved is nuts. For all those guys and gals who cosplay out there, I'm envious because it's something I wish I could do, but I have, mm-hmm. I'm too lazy. I don't have the art. <laughs> just... And plus, as we always say, hey, let's go cosplay, Eric. Okay, you can be. Uh, bald Oscar Mike, and I'll be Fat Galt. Yes. There we go. Yeah, we did it. Boom. We done. did it. Yay. We're all, 
We're we're dumpy white guys. Aww, but if we I've got with glasses. <laughs> That's right. Hey, who's got glasses in this game? Nobody. <laughs> Oscar Mike's got them on under his helmet. See, it's like a yeah. See now, mm-hmm. now there's head cannon. Somebody's got a fan. No, I'll it. just put it on Tumblr. I'll just go to the Borderlands world. There's some people with glasses in that, right? TK. Oh, shade. Yep. I, I got to get round sunglasses so I can cosplay a shade. There you go. Perfect. A big old fat bucket hat. And just, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. I can steal Player X's uh, Asian hat. That sort of, that sort of works. Mm-hmm. It's close. Then moving on to, they had a nice big lore segment. Pretty much the intro to the Demon Bear extravaganza mm-hmm. that's going to be happening. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Not a lot of meat to it, but it was a fun lore segment. It wasn't short as in short short, but it was the content was only, it took it took place over what, like? Five minutes. I mean, it was a pretty short storyline. And like you said, it was just a whoop. Hey, here's how this all went down and go. But I like how it brought together those particular characters. Because, you know, it is a question like, well, why are these particular characters hanging out and doing this? Oh, well, that's why. I also like that that it pretty much bridged straight from, hey, Battle School is going on right now. And then, whoop, Montana hopped in Nova and off they go to fight the mm-hmm. demon bear. It joined the timeline together. You know exactly when this happened because it's happening right as that. Basically, going on. as Oscar Mike and Galton them are taking care of business on one end, Montana's taking care of business on the other end. And, you know, we talked a little bit about that Helix uh, tournament that took place last week, and Matt, in the coming up section, they went ahead and talked a little bit more due to request, popular request, the Choctaw Festival of Gaming and how there's a wonderful Battleborn tournament taking place there, which is in Durant, Oklahoma, for those of you who do not know or are interested in participating. In a nutshell, if you're interested, go take a peek. But in the coming up section, they did note that the qualifiers are going to be held on February 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, make sure you go ahead and head over to their website and whatnot to get registered if you're interested in competing. Then also in the coming up section, they said skins will be coming for Shannon Oryx, Boulder, Kelvin, Whiskey Foxtrot, and the Fat Chicken Ernest. No hints on what those are, but I would, you know, I'm hoping for like a another themed set. I like when, uh, you know, when any kind of game mm-hmm. does, you know, themed sets of skins. You know, skins are awesome, but none of those characters really strike my fancy. Ernest, I guess, would be the only one I'd be mildly interested in, but uh, the rest of those guys and gals, I don't play. No, you, no, you want a Kelvin I, skin, so you can go. I got my Kelvin skin. Let me go be. Oh, I hate Kelvin. Oh, oh, I suck so bad with Kelvin. Uh, I don't, I don't understand. Know why I can't play you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still got to finish up some Phoebe skins, man. I don't have their medieval skin. That's true. I've got it. I'm rolling around well, with you the know, fly with my Phoebe. I'm just. Oh, yeah. uh, I got to figure out a way. I got to sell blood or plasma or something. I guess to. Buy these skins. There's a place over. There's a place <laughs> over by Candyland. It's just like two streets down. That's Get right. Get yourself a dirty needle. <laughs> this is for you, Gearbox. I'm selling my blood. <laughs> well, don't just pour it over the Joe Shrine. That crap can hey, make you money, right. dude. I need to stop sacrificing Put it. Put it in a bag and just take it down to <laughs> I did CSL it for Plasma. You. Here you go. <laughs> it's only a day old. See, there you go. Once you once you pour it over the shrine and light your candle and pray to Joe. Then you can just be like, okay, well, I, I have it in the ceremonial cup. I'll just take it down. Here you guys go. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and drill a hole in the middle of the table and put a little funnel down there at the bottom of it. So as I'm pouring the blood over the there candles, it siphons there. right on down to the bag, and I just take it straight in. Perfect. 
Problem solved. There we go. There you go. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh. So that about wraps it up for the battle plan, Mr. Matt. I think we're all good on that end. And to kind yes, of tie things up for the week, we thought we would, we didn't really discuss it last week or the week before that, really. Mm-hmm. Life's kind of been getting away from us. But there was an AMA not too long ago. What was it, the 17th or something of this last month? Yeah, it was 17th of January. There was an AMA, several uh, individuals, many of whom we know, were over there asking Varnell, Anthony, and was it Grant? Yeah. Yeah, Grant was there Asking too. them some questions and uh, went through a lot of it's kind of already uh, already taken place with the winter update. But uh, mm-hmm. one that I was pretty stoked about was the fact that he mentions in there, somebody asked a question about... Uh, upcoming story and whether or not they're going to... Oh, they asked whether or not we're going to be able to reverse the issues or if everybody's going to die on this last star. And he says, that's something I want to explore deeply in uh, later... later, Was it later content or later something or rather? Yeah, it was was later something because I don't think he said content, but he wanted to explore it later. Yeah, I don't want to say content because I don't think he promised that, but he said something he wanted to explore it deeply later. So that just goes mm-hmm. back and supports what I've said in that after Phoebe's, I think we can expect at least one more story in mm-hmm. finishing up the reversal of all this Varelsi bullcrap. So that got me yeah. stoked. I was like, oh, man, I think I'm on the right track. My conjecture land theory might be coming true. Yeah, I, th- I think that's something we've both mm-hmm. been wanting for a long time. Like we said in the conjecture land episode, when you asked, are we going to see that? I think you have to. When you do something that big, this is the last star in the whole universe, you have to show it coming back or, you know, something like that. And hearing that it could be in the works, like you said, Mm -hmm. gets me stoked. And tying in with that, another question was, are you going to do any kind of graphic novels, comic books, movies? And Anthony, Mm -hmm. of course, was like, you guys like movies? That'd be freaking great. Obviously, we're joking on that end. We're not going to see a movie. But as we already discussed in a previous episode... Another animated series, like the ones they do for the opening and, you know, the ending, etc., would be just, holy cow, man. I can't tell you. I'd be there day one buying that off their website if they put out an entire little animated series on, you know, whatever it was. Some side story, the ending, I don't care. Anything related to this lore and story, I would buy it. We were talking about comics earlier, talking about an animated series here. What about a motion comic? They've been doing that for all kinds of games, you know, not specifically lately, but in the recent past. I know Watchmen did a motion comic of Watchmen, the comic. There were, I think, Metal Gear Solid motion comics where it was, you know, the story of the game, but it's told through, you know, still images and panels and, you know, slightly moving drawings or, you know, whatever, however you want to call it. I think that would be something you could explore you, you could do one for the Battleborn story and then like kind of the unveiling of the universe or the aftermath. And I, th- I think that wouldn't be, you know, too expensive of an endeavor versus a hard copy comic book series versus a whole, you know, animated series or a book or a, a this or that or the other thing. Because you can have, you know, take your artists and like, all right, draw Dandy looking over here. I mean, the expensive part would be in the in the voice lines mm-hmm. if you did that. But I think that would, that would be an interesting relatively inexpensive and fun way to expand the universe. Just, hey, here's motion comic number one, number two, number three. Just, you know, side stories, like you said. Here's this planet that came unveiled. And look at these crazy 
you know, creatures on it. Even if you don't get to play it, it still expands the universe. It builds on the lore, something like that. Well, and it sets the stage perfectly. And this was something else I was thinking about when you mentioned graphic novels, comic books. I think you're right. That would be a, a less expensive way to do it and definitely doable with their current uh, staffing. You know, they've got a lot of great artists and everything over there. And as you saw, Jim Frona seems to be uh, on call. And a lot of, I'm sure a lot of their other voice oh, yeah. actors, you know, would be more than happy to come in and do more of that. But tying into mm. that, it would be a great opportunity for them to keep everybody invested in Battleborn, even after the game itself is quieted down and been uh, laid to rest in the future. You know, when Borderlands 3 hits mm. and uh, some of their other, you know, whatever Quebec's got brewing. It would be like, oh, look, they re- released a new graphic novel of Battleborn, and it's about going off and doing something or rather. I'd, I'd buy it. I'd go read it. And then, boom, now I go, oh, yeah, oh, Galt and this and that and da 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 and keep me, it just keep me in that world on a side note. So that way in the future, when they finally feel that it's time to give it another shot, you know, they got everybody who was already on board there and then the mission would be to bring new players back in again. You just said it. That would be the best time to do it, is if you have them in there working on Borderlands 3 or Brothers in Arms or Duke Nukem or whatever kind of game you need voice talent for, hey, why don't you read like you know, three or four or five or ten more lines for this motion comic we can throw together? Just you know, quick, quick takes, you know, nothing super in-depth, and then we can throw that in there to jazz mm-hmm. that up a little more. And then, like you said universe is still there and then they can judge based based on how many people buy it or download it or however you know however they would they would work it judge the interest level for people on that i think that's a cool idea i would like it i hope uh i hope it's something they actually do consider they answered the question kind of jokingly so it kind of worries me that they didn't really take that seriously as a an option but uh i would encourage that if any of them are listening Maybe think about it a little bit more if you already haven't, because I think that that could actually lead to something pretty cool. And, and we've seen how rabid the fan base is for for e- even just the lore segments in the battle plan. Everybody eats those up. Everybody gets super excited when their favorite characters mentioned. People are jumping out of their seats, throwing babies in the air. So if you added something on top of this, even if it was, you know, hey, pay a buck to download Motion Comic Number Zero. Well, we saw the the prequel webcomic. People love that stuff. Here's motion comic number one where Galt goes to unveil the Schneebabooga mm-hmm. world. People would pay a buck for that. People love people love this game. People love the lore. Like you just said, they've already done those webcomics. You know, just do more of those. I would pay a buck to get another episode mm-hmm. as long as it was a, a healthy episode. Boom, I would do it over and over and over again because yeah. I, I like this world. I like what the whole worlds. I like this universe. I like what they got going, and I think it could go somewhere as long as they uh, stick to it. And speaking of stick to it, lastly, I want to go ahead and read this one off from my old pal Howard. Someone asked a question, will you be integrating Battleborn Tap to have more functionality with the main game, Battleborn? Their answer was no. Nothing. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, Howard. Howard. Stop messing around and thinking Battleborn Tap's going to get you the full experience of Battleborn and get on the game and play Battleborn. But I just thought, as as a funny side note, since we've harassed him many a time on this and other means, nothing is going to be done for Battleborn Tap in regards to uh, yeah. making it have more rewards, etc., for Battleborn, the actual game. 
And out of all those questions, that was pretty much kind of what got my attention. Anything for you, Matt? A uh, couple ones. Two I'm going to combine. Low Lines was asking about new gear, new styles of gear, new pieces of gear, and combining that with Natsume Ryu, who asks about uh, maybe if they're going to compile like a gear library so you can see what legendaries you have, what legendaries you're missing. Both of those are things I think Randy Varnell specifically answered both of them. He said uh, more gear would be possible after the winter update. It's after the winter update now, so we'll see how that works out. If It seems like there's been, for each story app, there's been more legendaries anyway. So this is kind of working that way. I think he, he specifically was talking about more different types of gear that would affect different kinds of stats. So it would be interesting to see if they look into that. And then they said he definitely wants to do a gear library in the future, but I did, didn't sound like there were any solid plans for that yet. That'd just be something fun for, especially the PvE players. Which boss has what legendaries? Do I have them? I don't. You know, and if I do, what instances, what what stats rolls do I have on them? It'd be pretty fun. I know Low Lines has something set up uh, with all the gear, what bosses drop, what, and everything. And that's amazing, but I agree. I would love to have it in-game so I can just push pause real quick, take a peek, and go, oh, okay, let's go do an algorithm because the third boss has such and such. And you move forward. Because mm-hmm. unlike some really cool, savvy people, I don't have my PC immediately accessible while I'm playing my game. My PC is literally right next to my PS4, but they use the same screen. So I hang on, pause, Eric, pause mm-hmm. and go on and go find low lines. And then I switch back, and the HDMI port doesn't quite do it. So I have to reset everything. It's not worth it. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Low Lines did some amazing work, and I've checked it out, and I love it. Oh, but, yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't remember everything, obviously, when I pop onto the game, so it'd be nice to have it sitting there handy for me in the game. Yeah. So I agree with that one. Now, another one that I thought was a really fun question with a an answer that I didn't expect was a user named Zombie Man asking for more mutations, if that was possible, in the Helix for different characters. Randy said that was something they definitely could do. Something they would like to do is kind of look at ways to add add abilities to characters that don't normally have it. The specific example he used would be like a way to give Oscar Mike healing bullets. So like you could actually heal your buddies by shooting them instead of the enemy. He said that was something you'd have to, you know, have pros and cons against. You know, it would have to weight it certain different ways. But I believe it specifically said, because I wrote it down like this, that's something you would likely see in the future. No, that's exactly what he said. So That got mm-hmm. me really excited because... I mean, I think we talked about it just uh, in our Conjecture Land episode, maybe, having more mutations for different characters and changing the way skills work. I think that was a Reddit person's suggestion, and that's something I would love to see. That I totally well, got me excited. And I'm, I'm wondering how this would play out, because do you add more actual Helix branches, or do you just change the current ones and either and get rid of some of the others, or do you put, like, four in a Helix? You know, what do you do? How does that work? How about this for just, I've been thinking about Oscar Mike with his healing bullets and wondering how the heck that would work. How about in that, in level two, where you can choose between Fragcendiary grenades and the nades on nades, where you have the child grenades or the AOE on the ground, maybe the middle option is healing bullets, where instead of popping a frag grenade out, you activate healing bullets for five seconds, shoot your buddies, heal them up, and then you would have, you know, all the things that modify you know, frag sandier grenades or nades on nades on either side, you would have mutations down the middle. All right, healing plus this, cooldown minus this, 
tick, tick, tick. I think that's, that's how you'd have to way. do it. Yeah, that's that's a good option. Kind of starts getting a little convoluted, uh, you're though. Welcome, Gearbox. I mean, you'd have to be paying attention to what you're doing yeah. while you're picking skills and whatnot, but but you have to do that. Well, when you yeah, play well, the you're game supposed anyway, to. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, two fun ones there, and then one that did make me have not even an old man frown on my face, but an actual frown on my face. Uh, Zombie Man again. He was asking about Easter eggs or things from other games like Borderlands in kind of a implementation like skins in Battleborn. And Anthony answered this and he said, we've talked about references to other games with skins and such, but no plans to do so. So, I mean, this was a recent AMA. It did, I don't think, you know, Mental Mars's compiling of it that we went through it included answers from forever ago because the answers from forever ago were Borderlands yeah. skins are coming. So I'm really like I'm confused. I mean, because be, in a previous one they yeah. stated yes, there will be Borderlands skins, and then this time around they said no, there will not be. So I'm like, okay, well, that's really sad because we've talked about it quite a few times, you know, on the podcast that eventually we're going to get them because that's what they said, and now it's like, well, all right, well, mm-hmm. I guess never mind. <laughs> it's not- not going to happen now, according to Anthony. Well, now, I know last week we talked about the big Twitter discussion mm, that I had yep, with Joe yep. and Hunter Cochran about about people not really wanting more Borderlands in their Battleborn. But it's it's always been something just, you know, a fun bonus that I thought would be cool. I don't think too much about it. It's just a skin. It doesn't bother me any. But now, now it makes me wonder. I've just put on my conspiracy theory tinfoil hat right now, thinking, hmm, Maybe once somebody finally unlocks the Borderlands 3 Easter egg, maybe you get a skin with that. Because you remember in Toby's Friendship Raid, when you killed the three shards and went in the room, that's when you mm-hmm. unlock that Toby skin. Maybe once you get the Borderlands 3 Easter egg and go to where it is and you stand there, it goes, cha-chink, Ombre skin unlocked, and it's you know, oh, the Firehawk yeah. skin. Man. So, they're, so they're not officially doing it, but maybe they have done it. You that just got to be- find it. But that's, that's, super, just, that's, that's super tinfoil hat tinfoil right there, hat. but that would be amazing. And while we're on that note, earlier I said that, uh, you know, these Easter eggs, you know, out there, we should probably start trying to figure out a way to compile information. We, you know, we joked around a little bit. But one of the questions was, mm-hmm. are these all soloable and not just, you know, you don't have to have a whole group? And the answer was yes, you can do them by yourself. You don't need anybody. But he stated, well, Varnell stated that these suckers are super hard mode. They went old school with how you get these. That's going to be an accomplishment if you find them. So two things. First off, they're extremely hard to do, and obviously we know that because mm-hmm. no one in the community has been able to figure any of them out yet, except for the one I think they just gave us as a, hey, no, they're real. Here you go. Secondly, right. uh, Joe also piped in and said, hey, these are for real legit hard. How about instead of one head, you guys team up, and go at it as a group. So I know we were mm-hmm. laughing and joking about it, but I'm kind of serious. It's something maybe if we compiled our information and any kind of, if you see something odd, post it up. We need to find someplace to post this so that way we can find these freaking answers because me and you are never going to do it on our own, man. It's not going to happen. It's just the old rule. If you see something, say something. Exactly. And I, be- I believe they've got an Easter egg hunt thread in the forums and i do want to give some credit to 
I know last week I talked about Jozo's and his mysterious buddy working on stuff, and I didn't want to give it away in case they were really close to an answer. Uh, that mysterious buddy is at David Fabian one four five on Twitter. I want to give him a shout out, just because I didn't specifically say his name in the last episode, and it seems like he and Joe and everyone else who I've heard about are finding out how super convoluted all these Easter eggs are to find. So I don't think I'm I'd be giving the game away if I said, hey, go check out his Twitter, check out the stuff he's been saying and doing. I know he's got a YouTube channel as well that he links to on his Twitter a lot, showing off, you know, kind of his, like, his secret egg hunting technique and all that stuff. So definitely check out that guy. Check out check out the thread that I believe is in the forums. And uh, like we said, if you see something, say something. Let's all get our brains wrapped around yeah, this. because we need to figure out what the hell's going on. And obviously, as I said, mm. it's not easy. It's not going to be just, hey, here it is on a hidden wall. It seems like you're going to have to do a lot of a lot of footwork to get to it. Yeah, because one of the things, I'll just say it because his, his video has been up for a while, that uh, old David Fabian, Psycho, Psycho Juan Solis, I think is what his name is on Twitter, he showed off a bit in Toby's Friendship Raid where you have that big conveyor belt room with the three tiers. If you shoot, if you're Benedict and you shoot a boomsday up, where the arm comes down to stack up the uh, the crates so you can jump across, you can shoot a boomsday up into a little little square hole that takes you off the map, and you can fly around in the back of different maps and fly into like that second secret shard area. You can get your boomsday up and around, do like a Death Star trench run, and hit it from inside that other room. I'm assuming there's all kinds of different areas outside the map you can go in that you know, via that one little hole that is, I mean, it's specifically right there. It's not like you have to glitch through anything. There's a, there's a hole that takes you off the map. And I know he's done a video of Atticus and Thrall Rebellion as Benedict again, where you can fly off the map and behind a waterfall, and then there's all these kind of ledges behind the map. All kinds of crazy stuff. So check that stuff out. Check him out. Check the thread out. Check it out, man. So yeah, I think that wraps up our discussion of the AMA. There are a couple other things I wanted to mention, but it would kind of take us into either either old man cranky discussions or just way too deep discussions. So a lot of good stuff was talked about. If you guys haven't seen that AMA, Mental Mars did a nice recap of it all. He tweeted it out from his Twitter. I retweeted it from the show. Definitely go check it out. All kinds of good questions and good answers. I, uh, I went through it all and enjoyed the heck out of it. I'm only a little sad that it took me a little bit longer than it should have to actually go read it, but I, once again, I'm going to blame it on tax and quarter, and life got a little busy for us. Door slam. Hey, hey, what's it? Dude just handed me handed me an envelope. What? Paper tearing noises. Oh, I Is this up the, the mailbag? Here's a question. Oh, my God. It's the mailbag. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, Freshly delivered. Who would have thought we were going to have mailbag time? It's always time for the mailbag, dude. So this mailbag entry reads, Hey, Matt, long-time listener, first-time caller. I noticed that you guys end the show with Don't Forget to Save. Well, golly gee, where did that phrase come from? P.S. You guys suck. P.P.S. Just kidding. Oh, this isn't a long-time listener, first-time caller. This is from Danny, our audio person. So, Eric, where did Don't Forget to Save come from? Don't Forget to Save comes from Borland's Night. And for all those that don't know, Borland's Night is a special night where me and my buddy Matt get together, and we have many beers, and we play, many, many beers. guess what the game is? Borderlands. Now, in recent years, we've been playing Battleborn. Yeah. Because, uh, well, you know, Borderlands we played through. 
but we've been going back once in a while. Oh, yeah. So it came from the fact that we'd get so drunk <laughs> that we'd sometimes just shut the game off. That's true. And then we would lose things, okay? And then we'd get back on and we'd be like, well, I thought we did all this. What's happening? I swear to God I got a legendary sniper rifle. Where'd that go? Yeah. I picked up an unkept herald. What happened to it? <laughs> hey, did you did you save your game? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I, yeah. How am I supposed to know? What, what I'm, I'm lucky I remember that sniper rifle. What do you want from me? I had a fifth GB. <laughs> <laughs> so... To solve that problem, we started ending every night, Borderlands night, with, hey, don't forget to save. Uh-huh. And so we'd always save and end the night like good little bananas instead of drunken stupid bananas and ruin everything. The double dose came in. We were extra safe because generally whenever we did something, I would travel us back to Sanctuary. So there's an autosave right there. Mm-hmm. And then you know maybe we'd screw around in the vending machines. And even if we did, didn't find anything... Hey, don't forget to save. So it's just double dose. Mm-hmm. Save and quit. Now everything's everything's guaranteed, everything's good. There's no problems. Don't forget to save. Precisely. So that is the origin of don't forget to save. And and it also turns into in one of those in those I would say fairly rare cases where one of us is totally gone and the other is still re- reasonably in control of himself. It's kind of a taunting, I'm leaving because you're being stupid yep. and or are asleep. Hey, hey, dude, don't forget to save. What? What? Oh, got me. Yeah. Got yeah. me. Got no, me again. I swear I'm going to, I'm okay. Oh, it's not okay. It's not or, okay. Hey, Eric, don't forget to save. <laughs> uh, anyway, don't forget to save, dude. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. Exit to menu. And then and then you text me, don't forget to save. So I see it when I wake up at two in the morning to get water because I'm you know <laughs> hungover and tired. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's where that came from. If you guys have any other questions for us or suggestions or comments, or you just want to say hi, you can email them to us at info at thirdshift.me. You can find us on Twitter at thirdshiftme. That's thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And as always, we have a Patreon set up. We use it as a tip jar. And, you know, we've got awesome support. You know, right now, oh, yeah. you know, some of our listeners have been with us since the beginning. You know, recently, some of them upped their support. And it's just, we're very thankful. You know, it, it's one of those things where you're, like, looking at it and you're just like, holy crap, man. You know, if I can make six, seven people this happy that they're like, hey, you know, here's a buck or two, you know, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That makes me yeah. go, hey, I need to be here doing this podcast, rocking it out, because at least somebody in this freaking place cares. <laughs> I definitely agree. I want to echo those sentiments. We really appreciate all you guys who do donate. We appreciate all the fans who don't as well, no, anybody who just who is just a listener and likes us. And like I said, even just throws us a, hey, hey guys, just found the podcast. You're great. Hey, been listening for a long time. Enjoy the show. You know, retweets, likes, all that kind of stuff, just letting us know that, you like us. That, that warms my heart, like I've said before. I love you guys. Listener interaction is awesome interaction. So, you know, anytime we get mailbag stuff, Patreon tips, uh, even even some criticisms, I love that stuff. You know, mm. just make, you know, hey, this guy or gal's listening, and they actually give a crap about what we're doing. They're not just like, ah, oh, and then they leave, you know. 
even if they have something to say, they're like, well, maybe to work on this or change this. It's like, well, cool, all right. Well, I might do that, I might not, depending on whether I agree or disagree, but it's still awesome. So I'd like to say thank you, everybody you know, who listens to the show, and those of you who have supported us through Patreon, more than appreciate it. We hope, you know, we can get more of you on board so we can become rich and famous and be getting that 1%, you know, and just, oh, it'd be great. (laughs) Uh, And speaking of being rich and famous, if you rate and review us on iTunes, we're definitely going to become rich and famous. Shoot up to the top of the leaderboards. It can be the number one video game podcast in the world. That's right. You got to give us them five stars on iTunes, man. Because uh, if you give us five stars on iTunes, we're for sure going to be the top of the world. Then we're going to have like five billion listeners. You know, soon we'll be eating caviar. And I'll be giving you my opinions and you'll listen to them because I'm a star. It's going to be great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, as always, you can find the podcast on iTunes, obviously. You can find us on Stitcher. We're on Podomatic, where we've always been. We upload to YouTube and Google Play Music. The show drops every Friday, as you guys know. We'll see you guys again on February the 10th for our very next episode. Oh, yeah. And as always, Matt, don't Don't forget forget to save. Shut up and sit down.